Stand by, Rutherford County. The WGNS Action Line continues a search for truth. That time right now, 8.16, you're tuned in to WGNS on this Monday morning. Today, the 10th of May, Dr. Craig McCabe on air with us this morning. Dr. McCabe, how are you? Hey, I'm doing great. I hope everybody else is doing well on this drizzly morning. Absolutely. Did you have a good weekend? Oh, I had a, I had a great weekend. I think any weekend that you work hard, get some things done, and have a little bit of fun is a good weekend. Definitely so. Well, talking about eyes this morning, eyesight, and medical conditions that may go along with eye-related problems and even lifting eyelids. Tell us about that first. How can you help us see better with lifting eyelids? Oh, great question. So a lot of people, as they get older, their upper eyelids start to droop a little bit. Um, I had a patient come in and see me last week who said that her other eye was much bigger than, say, her right eye. And I said, well, actually, it's not that that one's so much bigger. It's actually normal. It's that the eyelid's drooping on the other side, which makes that one look smaller and the other one look bigger in comparison. I guess everything's all relative. But there's uh, different things that can be done for this droopiness, which is called ptosis. Another one of those words like uh, pterodactyl and psychiatrist that start with a P that you don't pronounce, P-T-O-S-I-S. Ptosis is drooping of the upper eyelid, and it's actually due to a weakness of the muscle called the eyelid levator muscle. Levator, like elevator, it raises it up. And that uh, drooping usually occurs over decades of eye rubbing. So another reason why it's good not to rub your eyes, because eventually you will tear those adhesions between that levator muscle and the eyelid structure, and when you do that, it reduces its eyelid lifting power, and so the eyelid droops in its resting condition. So what can be done for this? Well... Uh, just in the last probably six months, there's been a prescription eye drop that stimulates a secondary muscle called Mueller's muscle, but that lifts the eyelid up about a millimeter or so. And so you can take an eye drop in that eye that has the droopy eyelid and it'll give you about one to one and a half millimeters of eyelid lift for about eight hours. And your eye care professional can prescribe that for you. You can give it a try. And if you like it, it works well. If, uh, If it doesn't seem to lift up your eye, you don't have to use it anymore. But that, I would say, would be the first level of treatment. And then the second one is a more permanent, long-lasting fix, which is to reattach those levator muscle fibers to the eyelid, put it back in its original position, strengthen it, and then it will go up to the original height. But that, of course, is a minor procedure 
but has to be done sterilely. So we have a text question already. Somebody saying, I am only 32 years old, but I feel like I do have the problem of my eyelid coming down too far. Could this be hereditary? Well, absolutely. You can be born with a congenital ptosis. So this is where the levator muscle <coughs> is fibrotic or does not have its strength that it should have, and so it's been weaker all your life. And so there's something I call a fat scan, which is not to do with fatty tissue, but family album tomography. So look at your childhood pictures, if you have any. If not, uh, maybe your mother or your sister or brother might have some. But if it shows that one eye is droopier than the other, sometimes it's both, but usually just one, then you have a congenital ptosis. And this kind of droopy eyelid does not respond to the eye drops very well and requires a different eyelid surgery where they have to take a piece of tendon tissue that may be from your own body or is donor tissue, and that is tied actually to the frontalis muscle which is right above your eyebrow. And if you raise your eyelid up a little bit, that will lift up the eyelid. But that's only in special uh, cases, probably only 5% of all ptosis cases, maybe less, that is a congenital ptosis. But when somebody comes and they're in their early 30s, um, the other things you have to rule out... is that sometimes it can be a growth or a benign tumor. Uh, Sometimes it can be from a stroke. And these require different treatments, different modalities to fix. But by far and far, the majority of all these droopy eyelids is from loss of those adhesions and what's called a droopy eyelid that occurs with time from long-term eye rubbing. So back to these eye drops that can help with that eyelid lift issue. Are these eye drops expensive? Um, So once again, all medications and eye drops, of course, or other medications, are determined by the quality of your drug insurance. And people may say, oh, you know, I've got good medical insurance, or I've got a primary and a supplemental or a secondary, but that doesn't tell exactly how good your drug coverage is. And even if you have good drug coverage for pills, you may not have good drug coverage for eye drops. So what I tell everybody, it's too soon now, but come November and early December, you should, when you're considering which medical insurance to get, not only look at the premium and if you're able to see any doctor that you want to without having to get a referral, but also line up all your medications and go through all those and add up what the monthly cost will be, times it by 12, times your premium by 12, and then you'll know your total health care cost that you know is a baseline. 
Now, of course, if you go in the hospital or have additional testing, it'll be higher. But this is the only way you know. And many people only look at the premiums. They don't look at how good the drug coverage is. And I think many will be uh, probably more than happy to tell you how much some of their medications cost them. It can be a ridiculous amount. So the same with this eye drop that lifts your eyelids. If you have coverage that covers it, it's really not that bad. But if you don't, uh, we have coupons at our office, and I'm sure other eye care providers do as well, that can bring that cost down. But if you do not have good drug coverage, it's about $225 for a three-month supply. And, you know, per month, yeah, that's expensive. However, you're probably not going to use it every day. You're just going to use it when you're going to go out in public or with your friends, and it matters to you more for your eyes to look better balanced between the two eyes. So you may get six months out of it. And then the cost, of course, cut in half isn't that bad. You know, it, it sounds like this would be a great solution for those who only have a minor I, you know, eyelid drooping problem, uh, maybe not one that's so extreme, but it sounds like a great option for the eye drops. Yes, it's certainly a great first choice for everyone to try that is suitable for this drop. And there uh, are very, very, very few side effects, if any, to it. Everybody pretty much does well to it. It's just used once in a while. But when you need it, it's there for you. So this would be the first step, I would say, to the ptosis that most people get as they get uh, more birthdays under their belt, so to speak. Dr. Craig McCabe, eye doctor, on the air with us this morning. If you have an eye-related question, feel free to text us or call 615 615- 893-1450 and we'll go ahead and start taking calls in just a little while but you can text us right now 615-893-1450 uh, i tell you what we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll get to some more questions and hopefully some answers as well related to the eyes so doctor stay with us right, absolutely right now that time 826 you're tuned in to wgns Hi, this is Peter Demas with Demas's Restaurants. We have a club steak, and the club steak can be cooked to any flavor that you want. It is the club steak. It's a seven-ounce piece of steak, and we named it that way because it looks like and has the shape of a golf club. We have a low-calorie menu and a low-carb menu. So depending on whatever diet that you like, we have options for you that are available at Demas's. Please have your family join our family for lunch or dinner seven days a week at Demas's. Hi, this is Dan Mitchell at Music World and Drummer's Den, Murfreesboro, Tennessee. We have a huge selection of ukuleles which have become very popular in the last couple of years. We have one for everybody in the family, from small to large. We do guitar repairs and setups, lessons for every instrument from strings to keyboards to drums, right here at Music World and Drummer's Den, 2762 South Church Street, 
across from Indian Hills Golf Course. You can make a meaningful difference in 2021. KidLink Community Services is currently seeking foster parents in your area. KidLink provides free training and certification. Contact KidLink today at 877-714-1313 or KidLinkServices.com. Family Staffing Solutions is proud of our local veterans. I'm Becky Bookner, and as life challenges appear, talk with Family Staffing Solutions about how we can help you stay at home. Call Family Staffing Solutions. Family Staffing Solutions. WGNS proudly salutes and remembers our U.S. veterans who have served our country. Spent 20 years in the U.S. Army, spent time in the uh, Iraq and Afghanistan conflicts, and retired in 2004. U.S. Army veteran Ron Leonard. I saw a lot of stuff. Been 10 years first in the Navy, so I saw it from the Navy side, and then I spent the National Guard my last 10 years. But we did see a lot off the coast of Iraq during Desert Storm 1, and yeah, we did see a lot. You made the switch. Well, my record was good, and I laid out a year. And then uh, back in the 90s, joining the National Guard was a lot of fun because, you you know, you just did your two weeks. And after 9-11, as we know, those things changed. Kind of sure. tell us what you do now. We came in contact with a group called Canines for Christ, and it's uh, training your dog to comfort uh, wounded warriors and those that suffer with PTSD. So we started training our dog, Molly. And Molly now is a therapy dog to our wounded warriors and folks that have PTSD and we're also working with local law enforcement helping victims of crime. For those who are not familiar with post-traumatic stress, tell us a little bit about that and what some of these veterans are suffering from sure. when they come back. Sure. PTSD was uh, something that has been prevalent since almost the beginning of time, but it was not diagnosed until the 1980s. But it's actually a person that comes back and they have flashbacks. They withdraw from people. It's considered from one to four, which four is suicidal. And over 30% of our troops will be dealing with ongoing PTSD when they come back. The WGNS salute to veterans with Army veterans. Ron Leonard. Have you experienced the nightmare of water, mold, or fire damage? Call Restoration One for a free estimate. Veteran and locally owned, fast and available 24-7. Restoration One offers preventative maintenance so that you never have to experience a loss like this again. Restoration One, the water damage experts. Hi, this is Gator with Tire World Off-Road. We're your local rough country dealer. So when you're ready to add some character to your rig, ask for Gator at Tire World Off-Road on Memorial Boulevard. This is Sean Brown at Tire World on Broad Street. Online at tireworld.us. Old friends, new name, better together, as First National Bank of Murfreesboro transforms into Capstar Bank, our focus is on you. We're entering a new generation of banking in Rutherford County, but we'll always remain a community bank with local people you trust and uniquely exceptional service you deserve. We're at 2230 Mercury Boulevard, capstar.com. Member FDIC, Equal Housing Lender. The Action Line on FM 100.5, 101.9, AM 1450, and WGNSRadio.com. We're Rutherford County's place to talk. Right now that time, 831, you're tuned to WGNS. Dr. Craig McCabe, the eye doctor, in studio with us this morning. So uh, during that break, we came to the realization you have radio in your blood. Oh my gosh, have I been chipped? <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I, I did it uh, in high school, uh, just starting out uh, my young and short thespian career. But uh, days gone by, you know, it was back then when dinosaurs roamed the earth, velociraptors. But, you know, it was, uh, it was enjoyable, and I enjoy those uh, 
things and uh, don't do it anymore. Well, you know, the cool thing about radio is you're not actually looking at your audience. Your audience can't actually see you. So it makes it, I don't know, kind of different. Oh, yeah. You know, um, what was it? Uh, video killed the radio star, right? That's right. So That's right. I, I, I would have definitely been one of the first ones off. But... <laughs> Thank goodness radio is uh, voice and not video, so do okay there. We have two text messages here. The first one says, my wife just recently had detached retina surgery six months ago. Her eyes still burn a lot, still blurry. She went back to the doctor. They said that she had cataracts. Is this normal right after a detached retina surgery? And the answer is absolutely Probably, I think the stats are about 90% within six months. And it has to do with, uh, and I assume this is a typical one, where she had the gas bubble put in her eye. And for those of our listeners that don't know, what's a retina detachment? What the heck is that? And what's a gas bubble? (laughs) (laughs) So a retina detachment is when the retina detaches from the back part of the eye. And it does that because there's a tear or a hole in the retina and it allows the vitreous, the fluid in the back of the eye, to go through that hole and then lift up the retina so that it separates from the back part of the eye and hence a retina detachment. Now, what's bad about that? You've separated the retina from two-thirds of its blood supply which is the choroid level layer or the layer right below that it's attached to. So it needs that. So you need to get that back there quickly. And a gas bubble during the procedure is injected into the eye, and that helps to push the fluid back out of that hole so it can reattach, reanneal. And then typically the retina doctor, and this is done by retina surgeons that have special fellowship treatment for this they're excellent at this and they will laser around that hole what does the laser do well it's like spot riveting and it will tack down so that can't lift up again and they may even put in what's called a scleral buckle oh my gosh we're learning all these cool terms today so a scleral buckle is like a plastic belt just like the one that goes above my hips and everyone else's. This goes around the eyeball. And so we have the gas bubble pushing the retina back into its original position. And then we have a belt that is squeezing the eye, pushing it from the other direction which helps to hold that retina in place where it should be. So about six weeks or so later after the procedure, this gas will get reabsorbed and go away. And the patient will tell you, oh, I can see. It's about two-thirds gone. It's about half gone. It's about a third gone. They'll see that bubble going away in their eye. However, that bubble, that surgery creates metabolic changes in the lens the lens in your eye is actually living tissue and it has a metabolism just like all our tissues do and when you interrupt that or mess it up then the lens goes from a clear to a cloudy 
translucency and it becomes more opaque. And then that's the cataract, 90% within six months. So completely normal, but it happens quickly. And you're like, oh my gosh, I thought this was fixed. What's going on? And you go back and see, did it detach again or something? No, you've developed a cataract. However, cataracts do not cause burning. That's a totally different issue. And that's usually from a dry eye problem or allergies or both. So are these treated by the retina doctor? No. Now you've got to go see your cataract comprehensive ophthalmologist and they can take care of both. Sounds uh, easy enough to just go to the doctor. But man, that's a lot of stuff, it sounds like, uh, in order to fix or to heal. Let, let me tell you, the, the eyeball, and I'm holding my, <laughs> my thumb and my pointer finger about two eyeball. inches apart. You know what I mean? It's only about yay big. And <clears throat> if you go down a medical school library, there's just as many books down the ophthalmology aisle as there is down the cardiology aisle. And that's because it's the most complex of all our sensory organs that we have in our body. This little thing's incredibly complex. And unlike the heart and most other tissues, the retina, the optic nerve, are part of the brain. So this is part of CNS, central nervous system, brain tissue. So it's really complex. And there's a lot going into it. We don't understand everything about it. Uh, there are many things that we have excellent cure f cures for, such as cataracts. <clears throat> and there are things that are, say, not as well advanced and high tech, like retinal detachment surgeries. And then there are things that we have not cures, but we can slow them down like macular degeneration and glaucoma. And then there are things that we do not have cures for, such as strokes to the eye. Same thing as strokes to the brain. As I've told you many times in the show, the brain is the really the last frontier of medicine. Pretty much all other parts and tissues in our body, we can regrow, regenerate, or replace. But not so with brain tissue, which includes spinal cord tissue as well. That's all central nervous system. And we do not know how to make the brain regenerate. But when we do, boy, so many things will extend human life and the quality of human life. But that's really the last frontier. So I'm sorry for ran <laughs> rambling, but yes, it's very common to get a cataract after cataract surgery, but you go have the cataract surgery and the doctor, you know, make sure you tell him you had a retinal detachment because he's got to do things a little bit different and be careful of that because now the vitreous in your eye is missing and it's undergone some stress that be just because of the retina surgery. And so anyways, um, go to a careful surgeon for that and chances are you'll have a very good outcome. 
Dr. Craig McCabe in studio with us this morning. I had a, a little mini debate over the weekend with somebody who's in the medical field, and I was saying, you know, there's so much about the brain that hasn't been discovered yet. Scientists just don't know all the ins and outs of how the brain works. And they were saying, oh, yeah, they do. They, they know the majority of this and that, you know, started saying big words and I just, you know, kind of fogged over. But they don't, do they? I mean, there is still a lot to learn about the brain. Well, we don't have a computer. And we have the biggest, fanciest computers that control the most intricate and widely advanced systems in the world. And we don't have one that can do what the brain does. Right? We are so far advanced being human beings What's the next thing? Monkeys, right? Mm -hmm. So they can do uh, sign language, and we can talk to them, basically, right? But look at human beings. My gosh. Uh, they can do ballet. They can play instruments. Incredible. They can build submarines and airplanes and rockets and look into, try to figure out how our brain works, Oh my gosh, those people have to be smart to do all this. But humans can do so much. We're so far advanced over monkeys, which have like 99.2% of the same genes that we do. If you look at that wide gap there, that's huge. That's huge. That's why I said, you know, but we can't, we can go to the moon if we try really hard now in a and by the end of the decade, we're going to try to go to Mars, maybe. But that's why I always said, if aliens from space ever come to this planet, I don't ever want to meet them. Because they'll be so far more advanced than us, they'll think of us, you know, like frogs or something that we think of. So they will completely dominate us and take all of our resources because that's why they're out in space. So anyways... Um, Again, rambling again. It's Rambling Monday. Do we have any other questions? We do, we do. It says, uh, very tired feeling eyes, work lots of hours, and caregiver for wife at home after work. Average five hours of rest nightly. Does this make droopy eyelids worse? So first of all, bless your soul. You are an amazing individual. Very few people work as hard as you you're working a full-time job and then you have a stressful job probably much more stressful than your one at work when you come home and a lot of us want to come home and just put our feet up and relax and have dinner and watch a little telly and laugh at some things and and you know you're really working hard so bless your soul and there's so many people now doing this because oh my god nursing home care and everything is so expensive in our country Anyways, I'm rambling yeah. So, yes, absolutely. And lots of times you get some swelling, some edema around your eyes and your eyelids. And that can be from lack of sleep. That can be from allergies, right? It can also be a sign of thyroid disease, swelling in the lower lids. However, in the upper lids, it's just the opposite. With thyroid disease, it makes your eyelid go up because it causes swelling inside the muscle, that levator that we talked about, that lifts the eyelid up. So when you tighten it, it'll lift it up, and these people will have a stare. And we've seen these people. It's called thyroid eye disease, 
where the globe is proptotic, or what means is the globe, the eyeball is actually pushed forward a few millimeters, which then expands the eyelids, and they get the stare appearance to them, the thyroid stare. And uh, anyways, um, so gosh, no matter, no wonder so many textbooks have been written about the eyes. There's so much to it. And the wonderful thing is that eyes really are the windows to the soul because 60% of all neurological diseases anywhere in the body have eye findings. Hormone diseases have eye findings, just like we said about thyroid disease. That's in your thyroid. You know, it's not in your eyes. So there are so many things here, and uh, it just makes it wonderful, uh, if you like variety, to be an eye doctor. If you want to have a question for us, if you want to call in, text us, you can do that right now, 615-893-1450. Again, 615-893-1450. Call or text us. We have a text that says, I spent a week in the Bahamas, got back yesterday, and all, well, I guess all evening, and so far today, my eyes have been drier than when I left to go to the Bahamas. Why? Because you belong in the Bahamas. That's you right. should move there immediately, just for your eyes, if nothing else. Take me with you. Oh my gosh. So, uh, let me tell you, don't go to Arizona right don't go to colorado your eyes will be so dry because just like if you go to miami if you go to a more humid environment where the relative humidity of the air is much greater it's like having a humidifier in your bedroom so if you want to bring the bahamas home put a humidifier in your bedroom and your eyes won't feel dry as long as you're in your bedroom you know interestingly we're in our bedrooms more than we are in any other room of our home. I guess it makes sense. You go to sleep at night. Right, right. So so for our previous person, they only spent five hours, but most people spend seven. But also, you're dressing. Maybe you've got a master uh, bathroom right next door to it. So, y you know, all those kind of things. Anyways, yeah, your eyes love the moisture. What does this mean? It means you have a dry eye problem. And we have very excellent treatments for this. Um, at McKay Vision Center, we're certified uh, dry eye specialists. So um, if, if you're having issues with that, come give us a call. Uh, make an appointment. And we can – so what I said about other things being incredibly hard to treat, this is a very easy one that we can take care of. It may take a little bit of time, but we absolutely can get there. And we can bring Bahama home to you at least for your eyes so no view of the ocean or anything like that <laughs> no 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 you're not gonna um you're not gonna be able to go bone fishing or lay out on pristine beaches and emerald bays and uh what what is that place in the bahamas that's got the wonderful uh water park oh yeah i, I know what you're talking about the giant water slide that goes into the ocean yeah you go through a shark tank looks cool all kinds of stuff so anyways um is it freeport no it's somewhere in that area i think but yeah you know i'll get it in a second anyways you have dry eyes that's what it means you go to a relative uh humid environment and they're comfortable you come home and boy now you've noticed the difference it's like walking out of the sauna you know into arizona so you notice the difference um but you know what in another month to five weeks 
we're going to have some hot, hazy, humid weather here. So uh, there's good and the bad to everything. And uh, use some artificial teardrops, but those you have to use every day a few times a day. If not, come see us at McKay Vision Center. We can do things for you where you don't have to use those teardrops so often every day. What drives me crazy is being on an airplane with that recirculated air that to me, it dries out not only my eyes, but I'll get off and my nose will be so dry it's painful. And that's that's a really irritating issue. So you're exactly right, and many, many people complain about that. You know, I actually had a, a pilot, a very nice man, I think it's from United Airlines, one of our patients that I saw about a month ago, and he was saying, I said, you know, how do you feel about this COVID? You know, and you're piloting, you got all these people on these densely packed planes. He said, you know what, once those things uh, get their engines revved up, they turn over the air as fast or faster than is the regulation for operating rooms. Wow. And they have it filtered, but they don't have it humidified. So just like you said, and you know what? breezes just like they dry out the grass after a rain a good wind they also dry out your eyes so when you're in the planes and everybody's got that thing cranked open because it's too hot until the plane gets moving right yeah <laughs> you're just sweating oh my god get this plane moving but that will dry your eyes out just like any wind if you uh if you could wear some wraparound uh sunglasses or something like that 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 would help quite a bit uh use your artificial teardrops when you go on the plane and uh, that'll get you through and i guess that explains why some people have nosebleeds when they get off the plane for a day or so because of how dry that air is yeah so they have over-the-counter ocean spray that's not the cranberry drink but it's it's actually some uh mild salt water that uh so they call it ocean spray that'll moisturize uh, your nasal cavities there. So if you have that issue, certainly try that. And uh, if it's at home, get a humidifier. They're 40 bucks or less now, and uh, they work very well. You can always tell when it's live radio because I just got a longer text. So all I can do is start reading it, and hopefully it has to do with the eyes. <laughs> We'll give it a try. Well, that's okay. I can fill in if you need to. Okay. So. It says here, my friend who lives in another town had cataract surgery on both eyes. Vision was good, and all of a sudden, she can't read the time of her cable box. Can't read the time of her cable box, and I guess what they mean is, you know, how you hit what menu, and it shows you shows are going to be on. Uh, anyway, it says, <clears throat> some of the words on TV seem to have letters missing. What could be wrong? She didn't go back to her doctor after the second surgery. I told her that she should get there ASAP. Uh, Dr. McCabe did my surgery earlier this year, and things are going great. So it says, I guess basically her friend went elsewhere. This person went to Dr. McCabe. Everything was great. But the friend that went elsewhere is having issues. Well, I believe, hopefully that she has common problems like dry eyes and maybe uh, some scar tissue behind the lens implants that can build up uh, that can be taken care of and we can improve her vision and the comfort of her eyes. But those are the common things. There are things that are a little less common, macular degeneration, uh, other little strokes to the eyes as we've talked about before, diabetic retinopathy, all these kind of things that can 
also cause similar symptoms. So you have to go to your ophthalmologist. Um, hopefully you're comfortable seeing the surgeon. If you're not, then go to another ophthalmologist. We're happy to see you. What, whatever it is, but go to one and they will figure out what it is and take care of you and, and make you better. But if it is a problem where time makes it worse, then you should go right away. And since I can't tell you what it is, go right away. Get an appointment. And so here's what you have to do. Let's talk about this practically. Lots of eye doctors are busy and there's a wait to get in their office, right? So if you just say, hey, I want to call, make an appointment with Dr. McCabe, they're going to tell you, well, you know, it's going to be a month or something. But at my office, we have a waiting list and we can put you on the waiting list and we have a person or two cancel every single day. And hopefully they call us ahead of time. If they don't, then it's too late. We don't know to right then. But we'll go down our call list and try to fill it up. Now, if you call on the phone and say, hey, I'm losing vision in my eyes. I had surgery not too long ago, and this is a problem. And I don't want to go back to my surgeon. Or there, there are also surgeons that they work through their optometrist, and you have to go to the optometrist. And there are surgeons, they just you kind of just meet them their surgery day, and then they don't see you afterwards. And we have a lot of surgeons now coming into Murfreesboro, eye surgeons at least I can speak for, that don't even live in Rutherford County. But they'll come in here, do your surgery one day, and then they'll drive out of the county. And they can't see you overnight unless they're willing to meet you somewhere in Nashville or wherever else they may be coming from. So these are always good questions to ask before you have surgery. But make sure that you have access to your surgeon to see them, to take care of things, because that can help considerably, because they know exactly about your eyes. So that's just kind of a, a side comment, but so many people don't think about that. And then once in a while an issue comes up and they wish they would have, but we're happy to take care of you, that's fine, um, but get to an ophthalmologist and you get these things taken care of. We are broadcasting from the Willow Window Broadcast Center. Willow Window, making your home beautiful again with replacement windows, doors, and decks online at willowwindow.pro. <coughs> Dr. McCabe looking out that beautiful window over there. Let's look at that view. Yeah, I wish it was a bluer sky today. I do too. <laughs> Another question texted to us. My two-year-old threw his foo-foo at me, hit me in the eye, and I have a black eye. Is that normal to get a black eye over a foo-foo? And I guess they mean pacifier, but F-O-O-F-O-O. -O -O -O. So it could be fo-fo. But I assume... No, it'd be ooh. It's a, like, well, okay, it could so be foo, ooh, foo. like look, look, you know. But, uh, gosh, um, can you Google that for me? Foo-foo. <laughs> can they send us a little <laughs> text? What's a foo-foo? You, you know, they're so little and light, though. I, I don't see how in the world that could cause a black eye. Is it a pacifier? Is the name of a stuffed animal? I'm going to Google foo foo just to make sure. But is I, it a hard toy? I don't know. But here's here's what I'd say. First of all, let's talk about what are eye emergencies, what are urgencies, and what's a normal problem. So an emergency needs to be taken care of in 48 hours. So this is, I have suddenly lost my vision. I suddenly have severe pain 
in my eye. My eye is suddenly very red. Those are, or can be, emergencies, where if you don't take care of them right away, it's where I say time is vision, you wait a week or two, you may not be able to get your vision back. Then there are urgencies. This needs to be taken care of in a week. So let's say my, my eye has been red for a while. My vision's good. I, I have a little bit of pain, but not much. Okay? Then there are things that are not urgencies or emergencies, like, you know, I need to get a new pair of glasses, or my eyes are itching me. You know what I mean? So, and now let's talk about when you call into the office, whoever that is. Like we said before, if you're, and you got to be honest about it, but <laughs> if you're having these emergency symptoms, you have to tell them. If you just say, I want an eye appointment, and you don't tell them that this is something really important, I need to be seen right away, chances are you're not going to get seen right away, almost 100% chance. But if you tell them these things, then the front staff, I can tell you that we go over this all the time at my office, but at other offices, I'm sure as well, they're trained, their little antennae go up, oh my gosh, this, is a, this could be a bad thing, we need to work them in, and the staff and the doctor will stay late that day to take care of you. And we will do that for you at McKay Vision Center, and hopefully others will too. Um, they should always do that, of course, when you're a patient of record. When you're a new patient, it's a little bit harder because preference is already given to those that are already there. But we will take care of you. So, But you have to convey that. If you don't convey that, then they think it's a routine problem, not an urgent or emergency. So that's the way to get a sooner appointment when it's warranted. Don't say these things if they're not, of course, because we want to reserve that for people that really have to get in. Anyways, now let's talk about the eye. You know, the eye surrounded by bone, the orbital rim, which is made up of about five different bones. But it sticks out further than your eyeball. So if you get hit with things that are larger than your eye socket there, it'll hit the rim, not the eyeball. You'll be protected. You'll very well get a bruise because the eyelid and the lips have twice the blood flow of any other area in the body. So there's a lot of capillaries there that are easily broken, torn, and then they bleed. And if you're on a blood thinner, forget about it. You look like, you know, you got hit by Muhammad Ali, you know. So if you're on aspirin, ibuprofen, Aleve, or any of the known blood thinners, you're going to have a big shiner there. But it's not an emergency. Now, let's say you got hit with something hard or you were in a car accident and you could have fractured one of those bones. If you fracture the orbital floor, which is the roof of the maxillary sinus, you can get an entrapment syndrome. Entrapment, where that inferior rectus muscle that turns the eyeball to help you look down can get stuck in that broken bone fracture site and that's an urgency. That needs to be taken care of in the next week, or it can fibrose or scar in and have other issues. So you don't have to know these things, but you do have to accurately uh, 
tell the receptionist that you're calling for an appointment what your symptoms are, and then they'll know how to triage you and how soon you can get in. A lot of painful stuff, it sounds like. We, we only have 20 seconds left, but man, that, we'll close on that painful note. Dr. Well, Craig well first of all, let me say thanks for everybody for calling and texting in. Uh, I love it. Love all the questions. You know, if you have any other further questions, go to my website, McCabeVisionCenter.com, and we've got a whole list of videos that you can watch on all these eye diseases and everything else. And if you need help, we're here to help you. Give us a call. I'd love to help you with your vision. Thank you for joining us this morning. Dr. Craig McCabe, McCabe Vision Center.